This episode of the Ageless and Awesome podcast is sponsored by the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. As a woman in the modern world, our hormones are taking a battering. They're impacted by the food we eat, the toxins we're exposed to, such as when we eat out of plastic takeaway containers, or even worse, reheat food in them. Please don't do this. If you're handling FPOS receipts, filling the car with fuel, eating non-organic produce that hasn't been washed effectively, plus so much more things add to our toxic load every day. Even though our bodies are designed to effectively manage toxins, they haven't evolved as quickly as our toxic world has, unfortunately. So our body does need support. Symptoms such as stubborn weight gain, fatigue, disrupted periods, irritability, and gut health issues can be a sign that you'd benefit from a gentle detox. And that's why I developed the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. This free guide has an abundance of information to get you started on your very own DIY detox. And if you'd like to upgrade to VIP, it's only $47 for a limited time. I used to sell this program for $247. The upgrade gives you the recipes, including plenty of uh, plant-based options, the meal planner, the shopping list template, the video workshop, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more now. Take care of your hormones. They are a critical part of your health as a woman. Hi, I'm Susie Garden, and this is the Ageless and Awesome podcast. I'm an age-defying naturopath and clinical nutritionist, and I'm here to bust myths around women's health and aging so that you can be ageless and awesome in your 40s, 50s, and beyond. The Ageless and Awesome podcast is dedicated to helping women through perimenopause and menopause with great health, a positive mindset, and outrageous confidence. Hit subscribe or follow now, and let's get started. Hello, gorgeous one. I hope you're having a great week so far. Uh, This week, I'm starting a little series on mental health and perimenopause because I think that certainly in my clinic, I'm seeing a lot of people with anxiety, with depression, with a whole bunch of mental health related issues. And often what people don't realize is that perimenopause and menopause can play a part in this and hormonal imbalances can play a part in this. So any woman that's experiencing issues with their estrogen or their progesterone will get something out of this little mental health series that I'm going to do over the next few weeks. So today I'm diving into a fascinating topic that ties together the world of hormones and neuroscience perimenopausal depression and the incredible glymphatic system. So let's get started exploring the mysteries of menopause and the brain or hormones in the brain is probably more uh, accurate. So during perimenopause, fluctuating hormone levels, and this will be any actual condition where there are fluctuating hormone levels. Okay. And especially estrogen and progesterone is what I'm talking about. This can wreak havoc on our mental well-being. And for some people, unfortunately, these hormonal changes can lead to 
what we call perimenopausal depression, a state where our emotions seem to be riding a wild roller coaster. And this is not just all in our heads. This is a real and serious condition that can affect our daily lives and our overall happiness. And the science behind it, it's actually quite complex. And that's where the glymphatic system comes into the picture. Glymphatic is one of my favorite words, I have to say. I just have to get that out there because I love this word. I thought it was made up. (laughs) The glymphatic system sounds so made up, I know, but it's the brain's, essentially the brain's own personal cleaning crew. Just like our lymphatic system helps remove waste and toxins from the body, the glymphatic system does the same for our brains. This is only a relatively recently discovered system. It's the lymphatic system of the brain. And it was discovered by researchers at the University of Rochester Medical Center in the United States. And they found that during sleep, our this is really cool, our brain cells actually shrink, allowing cerebrospinal fluid, it's also known as CSF, to flush through the brain and remove harmful waste products that build up during our waking hours. So it's kind of like a nightly power wash for your brain and it leaves it refreshed and ready to take on the challenges of a new day. But here's the kicker. The glymphatic system is most active during deep sleep. And you know what I'm going to say, don't you? Guess what? Perimenopause often disrupts and that is our sleep. And I have certainly been on the receiving end of that. Um, And it's awful. So as if hot flashes and mood swings were not enough, perimenopause also tends to bring along sleep disturbances such as insomnia, waking up frequently during the night and finding it very difficult to get back to sleep. Uh, It's like a dance of hormones and sleep deprivation and our poor glymphatic system might be caught in the crossfire. As when we don't get enough deep sleep, the glymphatic system can't do its job effectively and that leaves waste products accumulating in our brain. And over time, this buildup can lead to, and this might sound familiar, cognitive issues, memory problems, and probably or possibly rather even contribute to the development of mood disorders like perimenopausal depression. And these sleep disorders is tends to be brought on by the lack of progesterone specifically. But let's now talk about estrogen. So estrogen plays a crucial role in regulating mood and emotional well-being. And when its levels fluctuate during peri and uh, in other conditions, such as PMDD, it can impact neurotransmitters, which are brain chemicals, like serotonin and dopamine. And these are responsible for mood regulation. And the glymphatics system, the glymphatic systems functioning might also be influenced by estrogen levels. Studies have shown that estrogen enhances the clearance of toxic proteins from the brain, making it an essential player in the brain's waste disposal system. So imagine, you know, our estrogen levels are all over the place during peri. The glymphatic system may not be able to keep up with the waste clearance particularly if you're not sleeping. And this could potentially contribute to mood swings, irritability, and perimenopausal depression. 
So these are the, the theories that, that the researchers are working with. Um, so what do we do? <laughs> because the struggle is real, you know, but it is manageable. There are ways to support our mental health during this phase. So sleep is obviously going to be the big one, prioritizing sleep. This is so that we can make sure our glymphatic system is working well so we can get rid of those toxins out of the brain. So creating a sleep-friendly environment, practicing good sleep hygiene. And the more we learn about this, the more we realize that sleep hygiene is critical. Uh, Having some sort of routine, that's all sleep hygiene is. It's just having some sort of routine around um, going to bed. And what some more recent research has shown that the actual time of going to bed. So having a regular bedtime is actually way more important than we thought it was. So if you can manage your evening, and I know obviously sometimes there are interruptions, such as if you're a shift worker, such as if you have um, young kids or babies or, you know, whatever, which you're probably not likely to have a baby when you're going through perimenopause, but sometimes there there are some women that are. So it is one of these things where you just do the best that you can to try and have the same bedtime every night if possible. And having some sort of routine, whether it's having a shower, having a bath, having uh, get it, just taking washing your face, um, having some break from your screens, um, having a maybe doing some reading, maybe doing some journaling, maybe doing some breathing, some meditation, something. Just having some sort of routine. And it doesn't have to be a big palaver. It can just be like fifteen minutes. I know for me personally, it's it's I. From about six o'clock at night, there's no screen for me. All my lights are low. Um, I always have a really good um, skincare kind of, which I really love doing is, you know, and feeling all of the products going into my skin, um, brushing my hair, all that sort of thing. Um, nothing very, you know, particularly groundbreaking or special. It's just something that you do to have to make some sort of routine that's telling your brain essentially that it is now time to get ready to go to sleep. The other thing is you want to make sure your bedroom is cool. Our body temperature needs to drop about one degree in order to get to sleep. So the bedroom needs to be cool. You need to have a very dark room. Uh, If you, when you open your eyes in your bedroom, if you can make out the outlines of your furniture, it's not dark enough. So, and if it's not possible to get it so dark, you can use an eye mask that works really well. Um, have your room as quiet as possible as well. These are just quite a few tips. Um, another thing you can do to help with perimenopausal depression is bringing movement into your day. Physical activity improves your mood. Physical activity releases endorphins. It helps with um, your brain health, your well-being, particularly if you can bring movement into your day that's outdoor. When you're in nature, if you're focusing on on breathing at the same time, so something like yoga can be good for that, Pilates can be good for that, just going for a walk, dancing in your room, I've talked about before on previous podcasts, bringing some sort of movement into your day. It doesn't have to be a big exercise regime. It is literally having some sort of um, movement that you enjoy that you enjoy is critical. 
Uh, of course, I'm always going to say mindfulness and meditation because we know there's so much science that these practices can help reduce stress and promote emotional balance. So finding some sort of meditative practice that works for you, and that could be a moving meditation. It doesn't have to be sitting in lotus position with your incense and your kaftan on it. It can be something like a moving meditation where you are completely focused and present as you're going for a walk or as you're going for a surf or a swim or whatever it is that you want to do. It's really important to seek professional help if you need to. Don't hesitate to reach out to a healthcare professional if you're experiencing persistent mood changes or depression. This is really important. Reduce inflammation in the body. That's another really important thing. Eating anti-inflammatory foods such as brightly colored fruits and veggies, reducing toxin exposure by um, washing your fruits and veggies for a start, um, and looking after your gut health, super important as well. And if you really want to go for it, go for a personalized nutrition plan. Uh, My GLOW protocol, it covers all of these aspects that I'm talking about today. So that might be something you want to check out at suzygarden.com. Also connection, that is a huge thing huge. I was just listening literally on the radio this morning on the news. There was a new study that's come out in Australia that says one in three Australians are experiencing loneliness. And it was one in, I think it was 15%. No, it was one in six are experiencing severe loneliness. So connection with others is critical. Surround yourself with a supportive network of friends and family. And it can be hard. You know, I've moved around a lot in my professional career and it can be really hard as an adult to to meet people and to make friends. And so if you can find, you know, for me, I've been lucky. I've always kind of had that interest in yoga and just belonging to a studio and seeing the same people in class can be really nice. Having some purpose, having something to do is is really important from that point of view. We also, you know, there are often local social clubs around. I know that um, I'm a member of one here on the coast. There are meetups. There's, there's, there are ways to meet people if if you want to. And even if you're quite shy, I'm a very shy person. Um, it's, it's, it's important to put yourself out there to connect with others. Um, so that's just, I'll just recap those. So prioritizing sleep, bringing movement into your day, mindfulness and meditation, seeking professional help, reducing inflammation in the body, super important, uh, for managing depression and connection, connecting with others. So, you know, many perimenopausal depression is a real aspect and a very challenging aspect of the perimenopause and menopausal journey. The glymphatic system you know, I love to say that word, (laughs) adds an intriguing dimension to this topic. It highlights the intricate connection between hormones, sleep, and mental health. So if you're navigating this right now, please know that you're not alone. There is a wealth of knowledge and support available to help you through this part of your life cycle. It is not forever. So embrace self-compassion, prioritize self-care. And remember, one of my favorite favorite mantras that was told to me when I was an operating theater nurse, when I was in my early twenties by one of the older nurses. And I, uh, it, it just applies to so many situations. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. So 
Any questions about today's podcast, please, I have my Q&A every Thursday. I always love to answer your questions. So please message me at Susie Garden Wellness on Instagram or through the Spotify app. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and that you've gotten something out of it. Please feel free to share it with your friends. I would love to make to know that this is helping people and if you feel like writing me a review I would really love to see that um it's really hard to get people to write reviews and you know when I sit here in my room and I am you know all by myself it would be really great to get some feedback so um have a great week I'll be back on Thursday and yeah I've really enjoyed hanging out with you today Thanks so much for joining me today on the Ageless and Awesome podcast. If you liked today's episode, please make sure you click the little plus button if you're on Apple Podcasts or the follow button if you're on Spotify so that you can get each new episode delivered to you every single week. If you like free stuff and who doesn't, then head over to suzygarden.com and grab my eight essential age-defying secrets every woman over 40 should know right now. Or if you'd like to continue the discussion, head over to Instagram and DM me at Wellness. I'd love to connect with you.